0: hey everyone and welcome to another episode of when women speak i am your host shirley king when women speak is sponsored by life on power consulting enterprises and what if she knew she was powerful our guest for this episode yes i said it before and i'm gonna say it again because those are the only people that deserve to be in front of you for when women speak she is fire Dr. Darnell Deslande. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, but you will hear exactly what I'm talking about when I say she fired. Dr. Burnell is a sought-after speaker, author, podcast host, and the founder of Relentless Pursuits Unlimited, a global personal development entrepreneurial coaching firm that provides world-class coaching to help purpose-minded new and aspiring online entrepreneurs accelerate results and achieve success in life and business with more than 20 years of experience as an organizational leader professional developer and entrepreneurial coach she has helped hundreds of new and aspiring online entrepreneurial women leverage their expertise to achieve greater impact and income by helping them package and sell what they already learned, mastered, and love doing, and turn it into a profitable online online enterprise. Dr. Burnell, welcome to the When Women Speak web series and podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was a beautiful um, introduction. made me kind of pause like, who's she talking about? (laughs) Oh, so good. Thank you. I'm excited to be here, Shirley. Hey, that's what true little leaders do. We,
0: they just do, and they're serving, and they give, and then somebody else gets to admire it and gets to receive what they're giving. That's what true leaders do. Amen.
1: Amen. So let's just
0: get right back right into this. Mm-hmm. Dr. Grinnell, what does it mean for you when you hear the statement, find her voice?
1: Yeah, I think it's... Um... It, it, it feels a little complicated, but I'm gonna try to uncomplicate it. Um, you know, finding your voice for me means finding out who you are. And what that looks like for me is finding out who you are in Christ. Um, because outside of Christ, what, what tends to happen with people is that they try to find themselves in other people and other things. And so we start becoming clones of other people, and our voice starts to sound like, other people. Um, and it's, it's kind of like when you look on social media, you see people saying the same things, doing the same thing, same thing when you turn on the television. And so to me, that's evidence of people not really finding their authentic voice and their authentic self. So when you find that, and what happened with me anyway, is that I found my voice when I linked up with God, because what he did for me was strip away all of the things that I thought that I knew about myself all the ways that I copied other people. And God pretty much said to me, now this is the person that I created. This is the person who I love, and this is the person and the woman who I want you to be. And so for me, finding my voice is deeply rooted and connected to my identity in Christ.
0: And you said something, you said stripping what you thought you knew about yourself.
1: Hello. (laughs) You know, you when you live long enough, and you know you'll say things like, um, "Well, this is just how I am. <laughs> this is who I am," and what that looks like to me, oftentimes, is what culture has said about you, things that you've adopted um, as part of your identity. And really, for me, it took God saying, "That's not who I called you to be." that's not what I said about you. Who said that? Because <laughs> I did. I said, you are the apple of my eye. I said, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so for me, I had a choice to really believe what God said about me versus what I said about myself and what other people said about me.
0: Listen, that that's who I am thing. That's who I am. But there's actually um, a, a meme I have going around social media because I have always, Um, As an adult, even as a a preteen, all my years, I've always thought that was strange for someone to say that's who I am. Mm -hmm. I've always thought that means that that, that's void of me being accountable for me
1: when Mm. I say that's
0: who I am. So that means that I really don't know who I am if I can't help who I am in that particular way. Thank you so much. That was first question, guys, out the gate. (laughs) <laughs> Dr. Arnell, I told you she fire. She's
1: fire. Uh, that was such a great question. I feel like, you know, to really ask someone, because I think it takes a lot of soul searching and we don't always do that. And mm-hmm. I think when you start linking up with God and God starts tripping away and said, no, this is who I called and created you to be. And you can really see who you are in his eyes instead of through the eyes of other people. I'm like, it's golden. Yes, yeah, yeah. so to me, that's what finding your voice really is. Um, that authenticity is connected to God and not this thing that you've made up about yourself. <laughs> it is what it is. I am who I am.
0: Right? <laughs> mm mm-hmm. And that's when you can really manage. um, When you when you can be authentic with your voice, that's when you can really manage you and your voice more. You don't have to do the "that's who." That's just who I am. Because Mm -hmm. now you've discovered who you are and who your voice is, and you love it. Um, Yeah, you had not discovered it before.
1: I think also when you say "that's who I am" and all these different things, it's like you are closing yourself out to the opportunity of growth. Yeah. Because I think every um, every day, every year, we should be growing into who God is calling us to be and not just saying, well, this is who I am at 20 and I'm going to stay this way at 30 and 40 and 50 and 60. No, <laughs> it should not look like that.
0: Absolutely. And what I want you to do, Dr. Burnell, is describe mm-hmm. an experience where you had a voiceless experience. You know, when women speak, is Mm -hmm. not only about us finding our voices but you know there are so many reasons and ways that at times you know our voices have been um bridal so Mm -hmm. we weren't able to contribute whether it be in our careers business or relationships
1: Mm -hmm.
0: can you describe have you have you ever had a voiceless experience and can you just actually describe that experience
1: yeah i think for me um it was when i was married Um, And I thought when you get married to someone and you submit to someone um, that you are to, um, in essence, give your voice away to somebody else to represent, you know, what you want, what you need, et cetera. And it's something that um, I didn't realize that I was giving away. Right. Um, It kind of like metaphorically. And so for me, what, what that looked like is I lived in a house that I hated because I thought if I spoke up to say much about it, then I was being unsupportive. Um, I ended up you know, in situations where I wasn't very happy about where I was because I acquiesced and gave my power um, to someone else to speak on my behalf. And the funny thing yeah. about it is that's not who I was growing up. And it was something that I thought and I learned um, that this is how a wife is supposed to be or this is what women are supposed to do. And so it was something that I never thought I would be able to get my voice back because I just freely gave it away. And I think sometimes when you're married, you do that. And it's not because someone has maybe forced you into that. It's just sometimes you fall into it. And that's exactly uh, what happened to me. And again, for me, mine is connected uh, to God. It took me several years after my marriage ended because of the way in which it ended. It was unexpected. It was unwanted. And then struggling with, you know, raising two kids on my own, ages three and five at the time. And then having over a million dollars in debt, I'm like, I was the voiceless <laughs> at the time. And I was like, is this what my life is is going to look like? Um, and again, for me, when I, I really linked that with God and he really helped me to um, find myself, get my courage back and not accept the things that I was, you know, um, I don't know if I was raised to believe that in, you know, in a certain way, or if I just adopted that somewhere along the line as I was growing Mm up, um, Mm -hmm. that my voice is needed, that my voice is valuable, valuable, um, especially to other people and, you know, is needed in the world. God needs it. And so then I use it freely to speak on, you know, not on his behalf, but to (laughs) try to help other people who might be the voiceless the way that I was.
0: And, And that is why, um, as much as we, we we are uncomfortable going through these life experiences as much as we're uncomfortable but it allows us to be able to help the person that's in the middle of one of those experiences that are similar etc and as long as when we are not voiceless and we have found our voice then we can support someone else when they're voiceless just by sharing our story
1: mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's yeah. I I think that's what I've been trying to do, um, even though everything in me sometimes wants to run and hide. Right. I consider myself more of a background type of person and player, but I I recognize that God has called me to the forefront um, to really try to support and help other women. Yes. And I can only do that in the way that God has called me to do it is if I stop hiding <laughs> yes. and if I exercise this, this beautiful instrument that he's given me, which is my voice.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing about God, though, he he never, act, he's never going to ask you to do the thing you've already learned to do very easily. He's always going <laughs> require, mm-hmm. require that you do that thing that, You either didn't think you were called to do, or you just don't like doing it, so you don't do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and growth is uncomfortable. All the time. Um, And I don't know why people sometimes think that, you know, walking with God is going to be so comfortable that your life is gonna be so (laughs) this thing or that thing. No, there's gonna be sacrificial. It's gonna be dying itself. It's gonna be doing the things that you don't always love or like doing, and it's gonna make you incredibly uncomfortable, but you are gonna grow in the most profound ways. (laughs) <laughs> that you can even imagine. So, yeah,
0: and that's that's a, a critical word in the most profound way. That's exactly how it happens when you're doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Dr. Burnell, why should the voices of women and their values even matter?
1: I think because, again, as I connect this back to God, because you because it matters to God. Um, there is nothing that God ever wastes. There's nothing about us that is wasted so wasted (laughs) but god has given us a voice to use and i think it's so important and so powerful again for us to use that voice to not just um i feel like not to just speak but to speak on behalf of to support other people um and so i just don't think that anything that god has created or given us should ever be wasted Um, yeah
0: yes Mm -hmm. yes Because it matters to God. I love that answer. It
1: matters to God. Yeah, it does. Everything. For me, I feel like there's nothing about me that God doesn't see and doesn't care about. And so everything about my life and the way that I, the choices that I make, it matters to God. So the way that I use my voice matters to God. And so, yeah, when you were saying that, I was like, yeah, because everything matters to God (laughs) about you, about me, about all of his children. So, yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Each one of us matter differently. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Still matters, but yeah, and he wants to yes. use us in very different yes, ways. Because okay. of how
0: he uses us, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, when women speak talks about not only finding her voice, um, talks about leading with her voice. So now, I'd like for you to share an experience leading with your voice, whatever that experience um, is. So, um, leading yourself, leading people, whatever that experience is, can you share leading with her voice?
1: Yeah. um, So interesting. You know, and I I think I always try to pull from very personal experiences rather than the professional experiences. Um, So for me, this is so interesting. Um, So I belong to um, an organization, a sorority um, that was founded in the 1900s. And one of the things I've been a member of this organization um, for about 30 years now, Mm. and I recognize that other people look to my voice in a very specific way, not always in a way that I envisioned, um, but I noticed that my voice really matters to certain individuals. It's it's a lot of people in the organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, I feel like I almost have a responsibility um, to lead in a way that I believe that God has called me to lead others. Um, and so I'm very mindful of that. I'm very honored by that. Um, and for me, it's just been a great honor to see the way in which God has used me in very different leadership capacities, not just in the sorority, but also outside of it. Mm-hmm. That's one way. I think another way is as a mother, mm-hmm. um, when I was going through my divorce, my daughter was five years old, and I remember when she said to me, I think she was probably seven or eight. Mm-hmm. She said, I cannot wait for you to get married again. And I said, Well, why? And she says, Because I'm tired of seeing you do everything for us by yourself. Hello, I asked, Hello. Are, you <laughs> are you praying? And so, um, to lead my kids from a standpoint um where I know God is leading me and introducing my kids to Christ and trying to be an example for my kids, in particular really my daughter, because I notice that she watches me. Mm. Um, she watches me very closely. She might mimic some of my behavior. Um, she will see, you know, so I always try to maintain um my cool. I try not to overreact in terms of like I don't do a lot of you know, screaming and yelling. I don't do the cussing and fussing and things of that nature because I know that uh, she has the potential to be yes. exactly what she sees in me. Yes. So if she sees me angry or bitter, um, unforgiving that she could have the um, propensity to be that way as well. Yes. And so I try to lead my kids, my family in a very godly way. And it's funny, I remember one time where my son, he just really upset me. And my daughter said, well, mommy, you said, God says not to repay evil with evil. But with-. <laughs> listen, did this child just call scripture to me? Um, and she exactly gave you exactly
0: what you taught her. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And so I think for me, that's even better example. Yes. Um, and when I wrote my book, From Pain to Purpose, um, I wasn't sure if my kids wanted to read it. My daughter said she wanted to read it and she read it from cover to cover. Um, and she was just like, wow, I didn't realize you went through all of that, but you know, she just expressed how grateful she is, um, to have a mother like me and my son, he said he had to stop reading it because it was so sad for him to just read it, um, oh. just to know that I was, you know, in pain. And I was like, yeah, but there's a happy ending. And he was like, I just, he can't do it. Um, and so for me, it is, I feel like my best leadership. Um, experiences have been with my kids and having them watch me and then throw the stuff back in my face, especially when it's, it's Bible related and it allows you to pause, right? Yes. Because, you know, you're just you want to be a good example for them and you don't want them to go through the hurt and pain and they're going to experience their own level of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, for me, those are just, um, those two examples really stand out. I have so many other examples that I could share, Um, but yeah, so I have this interest and this passion and this desire to want to help other women. Mm -hmm. I want to help them in a way, um, you know, especially if they've gone through something that I've experienced um, you know, in, in life as well as in business, you know, this whole entrepreneurial journey um, wow. has been a journey and when God called me into it I was thinking that certain things would happen overnight write the book, okay, I've written it, now what? okay but <laughs> <laughs> Mark- you
0: know, even those folks listening mm-hmm. in, in, in whatever your spirituality is, if it's not God, if it's not Christ you've mm-hmm. done that, you've written a book and was like, okay, like when did New York best, when did New York Times bestseller gonna contact me? Like this is a good book. This is what's mm-hmm. supposed to happen because I wrote a good book. Um, go ahead, Dr. Burnell. Mm-hmm. That, no, that I mean awesome. it's mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So yeah, sometimes you know you, you get out there and you're like, okay, well I wrote the book now. What? Okay, now I need to market it. Okay, now I need to research uh, <laughs> all these marketing tactics and strategies and things of that nature. And then when you know God had called me to do some additional things in entrepreneurship. I was like, okay, let me figure out how to do it. And so that's what I mean by a journey. It's not something that necessarily um, um, happens overnight. It's not something that always comes easy. But there's been so much growth connected to that. And so those are some things that I want to teach other people um, how to monetize your ministry, which is simply your knowledge and your expertise and the message that is so unique, because God created you very uniquely into money. Right. So that's what we ultimately want to do. You want to write the book. You want to coach other people. You want to create a course, right? How do you monetize all those things that you are uniquely gifted at um, doing? And so that's one of the things that I am really passionate about and helping other people, other women in particular, um, do.
0: And I can hear the passion in your voice as you um, have this conversation. Um, And I really like how you talk about leading with your voice, Dr. Brunel, and you took it to your family. And your children, um, mm-hmm. it, because those are pieces of you that are going to leave your safe haven, and mm-hmm. one way or the other, either whatever you taught them was e- is either going to hinder them or move them forward. And mm-hmm. um, and I really like the fact that you tied leading with your voice mm-hmm. to how you led your family and how you lead your children, um, because no matter what we're talking about. Our, our, our personal relationships, professional relationships, our careers, or our business, mm-hmm. we have to have that connection to something that surpasses anything else in the other area. And mm-hmm. those are our parents, how we lead our children and love our children. Mm-hmm. That's that thing. So I appreciate you saying that and using that example in this in this part of this interview.
1: Yeah, I think it's so important, though, Shirley, um, because you can be um, successful in business or in your career and unsuccessful in your family relationships and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather be successful when it comes to raising my kids than anything else, because I feel like this is the thing that um, that God is calling me to do, which is to lead my family. Now, I never thought I was going to lead my family by myself. Let me just keep it real and be very honest. And I'm so thankful that God stepped into my situation and helped lead me so that I could lead my kids. Um, And so to me, that's been the most um, incredible. It's been difficult, um, but it's been amazing um, leadership role that I've ever had.
0: (laughs) I can hear it again. Like you are ecstatic about it. And you should be, you Mm -hmm. absolutely should be. Thank you so much um, for that contribution to this. Um, And that next portion of when women speak, we talk about finding and leading. So the statement leaving with her voice that conveys various meanings. Dr. Vernell, what does the phrase leaving with your voice convey
1: for you? To leave, yeah. <laughs> leave with my voice, yeah. um, you know, I, for me, it is um, leaving this earth and but my voice doesn't have to leave. Right. And so it's leaving a legacy. <clears throat> and the legacy could be in my kids and, you know, in their kids. It'll be in my books. Right. It'll be in some of these recordings. And so it is for me leaving a legacy with my voice behind when I depart from this world
0: when women speak yes now if you've been listening to most episodes every episode or some episodes mm-hmm. you would notice that there's a pattern um <laughs> with the women that are called to when women speak put it that way those that i have on this show um mm-hmm. leaving with her voice does convey various meanings and i remember when i even was when i even thought about the, the subtitle what we we're going to talk about and mm-hmm. i said to myself I know for me it doesn't mean physically leaving and, and doing anything in a hurry and, and, and taking my whole voice and leaving any particular space, chair, person, or mm-hmm. thing. It means, you know, how I, you know, how I contributed when I was there and leaving mm-hmm. my voice there. Mm-hmm. And almost most of the guests, that is what that conveys. Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, when physically you're gone, whatever whatever that is gone, Mm -hmm. just gone or gone from the room or the chair at the table Mm -hmm. or wherever that place is, you've left a legacy based Mm -hmm. on your contributions when you were there.
1: Yeah. And then also just again, just the fact that um, so I've written three books um, and I think I've written probably about five academic journals. Those things will be behind. Um, They are still like widely researched. And so again, that's a part of the voice. And I do agree with what you're saying. Anytime you leave a room, anytime that you speak, you leave an impression, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's part of your voice. Um, mm-hmm. Other people are gonna watch and listen to your voice and they're gonna have some key takeaways or they might try to mimic some things <laughs> you know, along the way. But yeah, I think it's so important um, to leave your mark. And part of that is your legacy of your voice. And so I love that. Yes, that was an excellent question to ask.
0: Thank you. And you have been, again, this guest, like I said, on fire. That's all we get here when women speak because you are worth it. Our women speak viewers. Dr. Burnell, what are any last words of advice that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I would just say, um, don't hide. Um, because I believe that God has gifted all of us with amazing gifts and talents and abilities. And the thing that, um, I think sometimes that we end up doing is that we're so afraid to speak. We're so afraid to lead, um, And what that looks like is that we just shrink and we run and we go and we hide. And my prayer is that every woman um, who is listening to this episode decides to be courageous um, and use the voice that God has given you to help other women, to strengthen other women, uh, to support other women. And so that is my prayer: is please don't hide.
0: <laughs> please don't hide. What mm-hmm. I, those are? Those are powerful. whether are three words or four words? Mm-hmm. But those words have a lot of power in them. Please don't hide those three words.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: This please has don't. been a, go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, please don't hide. Please don't waste the gifts that you have. Please don't um, minimize the voice and the power of your voice um, that you were called and created to do amazing things um, in this world, in this earth. And so it would be a shame for people to not have an opportunity to be blessed by you um, because you are the solution to their problem. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what we are. Mm -hmm. And
0: there is nothing that you're doing that's too small That's not a solution.
1: Hey, man. It's the truth. It's the truth. It is.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen, when women speak audience, this has been another fire powerful episode of when women speak finding leading and leaving with her voice we like to thank dr burnell for showing up and just literally just throwing them out there today i know you guys are going to be taking it back and rewinding it and replaying it again because if you didn't have your pen and paper right you got to go get it now Again, When Women Speak is sponsored by Life on Power in the brand, whatever she knew she was powerful. Dr. Vernell, how do our guests contact you? How do they reach you?
1: Um, you can absolutely follow me on Instagram. Um, you can reach me at I am Dr. Vernell. Again, that's I A M V R V E R N E L L. You can visit my website, www.drvernell.com. If you want to have any type of um, conversation session with me, feel free to reach out anytime I am available and I'm excited, excited to connect with the other women who speak.
0: (laughs) thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Burnell. When Women Speak viewers, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak podcast now on the live podcast network.